Hello, everybody. Welcome to or welcome back to the Riding the Waves podcast. I'm your host, Melina. Today's episode is going to be on depression and anxiety, which I know is a really heavy topic. So first things first, I'm not a medical professional. I am not a mental health professional. I'm honestly just opening the door for conversation and sharing my own experience and my own perspective looking back on how far I've come with my mental health. But definitely if you're struggling with these things, I hope this helps, but also seek professional help for sure. So this all kind of started, I think when I was a kid, I was really anxious, but nobody really knew it. And I was, I always felt sick. I would cry for so long when me and my mom had to be separated. Like when she dropped me off at school, I would go to the teacher's room instead of going to the lunchroom during lunch and I would call my mom. So definitely some anxiety there. Uh, My poor mother. Anyway, after my childhood, I guess things kind of balanced themselves out. I didn't really think I was super anxious. I definitely was depressed in middle school for sure and most of high school, but I guess, I don't know, I didn't really talk about it too much. And I kind of just lived with it. I mean, in high school, I remember crying myself to sleep all the time. I remember I was really depressed in middle school and most of high school. Towards the end of it, I started like figuring things out. But at the beginning there, I really hated it and I had a very hard time. So if you are young and you are struggling with depression or anxiety, first seek professional help and talk to someone that you care about but you're not alone this shit is not easy dealing with mental health problems is not easy and if you're anything like me i know it's really hard to ask for help sometimes it's really hard to admit that something is wrong or it's really hard to want to just be open about the fact that you're struggling when you feel like other people have it worse because the reality is other people do have it worse other people will always have it worse somebody's pain will always be greater than yours and the pain of the world will always be greater than yours but none of that invalidates the fact that you're struggling and none of that invalidates the fact that you deserve to live a happy life and there is like it is not selfish to want to feel better and live a life that is worth living because your life is worth living so please seek professional help and decide that you deserve a better life because I promise you do life does get better like I swear I know so many people tell you that when you're young and struggling but it does get better and it it will I promise but back to what I was saying so I was pretty depressed in I guess high school and honestly just kind of growing up but then when I went off to college is when my anxiety got really bad I went to community college for like my freshman and most of my sophomore year and then I transferred to university and had a roommate who I didn't meet really before I moved in with and she's great um we're still in contact and I love her but I moved into a new place I was paying bills for the first time so I was paying for tuition and my rent and my food all out of pocket as well as working and managing school and I had joined one of the dance teams at school so it was like a lot on my plate all at once on top of the fact that like I wasn't a big partier. I partied for a little bit in high school and got really sick of it really quick and realized it wasn't for me. So I never really partied when I went off to college, which unfortunately made it kind of difficult to make friends. So I think that's when I started struggling with my depression and anxiety the most. And I started getting really obsessive about my cleaning habits and things being clean and a couple crumbs on the floor would send me into like a full-blown mental breakdown, crying on the floor type of thing. I was tugging at my hair until it started coming out 
and I would like pull on my fingers and I was having panic attacks and when I first had panic attacks I had no idea what they were like it was terrifying I didn't know what it was but then um I remember calling my mom after my first panic attack and kind of just explaining it and she was like you know I think your anxiety is getting a little bit out of control and I agreed it definitely was and That was kind of when I started addressing the fact that I was struggling with anxiety and some depression. So I think it's really like ironic that now I'm very like, oh, do yoga and meditate and take care of yourself and, you know, connect to yourself kind of vibe. And I think that all of those things are so important and I preach that all the time. But I know that when you're coming from a heavy place, telling you to do yoga and meditate or be positive and practice gratitude feels like a bunch of bullshit. It's kind of like, I remember being in that and like being like, get out of my face. Like, I'm literally struggling so much, I don't know how to practice gratitude. But I think that came from being in such a shutdown position and kind of just like at my wits end with my anxiety and depression. And I honestly just like didn't know where to start. So I have to forgive my younger self for like not knowing better, but... Eventually, I decided that the first step for overcoming my anxiety was first admitting that I deserved a better life than the one that I was barely even living and that that first step was probably going to look like medication. So if you're like really into holistic health like me, sometimes uh, I got weird about pills. I don't know if you do, but I would have to say it's totally okay to take pills if it's going to benefit you in the long term and um, anxiety medication isn't a long-term effect and it doesn't cure your anxiety you're still going to be dealing with it but for me when I got on medication it took things back like a hundred times I was really sick getting on to my anxiety medication I remember that but it ended up being worth it because I stopped having panic attacks and if I did they, they were pretty far and few between they were a lot more spaced out I wasn't pulling at my fingers until they swelled or pulling my hair out anymore but like anxiety was still there and I was also in therapy and therapy's focus was really just anxiety management techniques so that I didn't like spiral out of control or get my emotions so heightened that I couldn't be brought back down and that's like what I kind of worked on for a while So that was like the first step for me was that phase and I kind of stayed in that phase for probably uh, two years I'd say before I really decided that I was going to start doing some inner work but at first that's what it looked like and I think that that's totally fine if that's where you are and that's the step you need to take or if that's still where you are that's totally cool and that's where I was for a long time and I'm thankful I did that because I don't think I could have made it to the next step if I didn't first address it. So I was on medication for like probably a year and a half and then I like kind of backed up everything where I was and moved really spontaneously. So I moved to a new place where I didn't know anybody. I was here all by myself, just me and my dog. And I decided that I had the means to get off my anxiety medication at that point. I finished my last semester of college online. So I had like you know, I was just mostly home by myself and um, I felt that because I kind of controlled my own schedule, I had a bit more control on my anxiety and I wasn't really having panic attacks, but I definitely was still struggling with pretty heavy anxiety and some depression for sure. But then came the trip that I kind of talk about often, which was the trip that I took to Canada with my friends. 
And right before that trip, I kind of was deciding, like, "Mm, you know what? Like, I really want to set myself up good for the future. I really want, like, a happy life for myself. And um, after I graduated school, I kind of had realized that I wasn't super happy. I wasn't, like, super depressed or anything. I was still doing all the the things I needed to do. But I was really just going through the motions of my everyday life. Uh, I felt like a robot on autopilot. I woke up, did what I had to, and then just waited for the day to be over. So then um, after that happened and I kind of went on this trip and I felt really good on the trip. I felt just happy and worry-free for the first time in so long. I decided that I wanted to feel like that all the time. So I came back from that and started figuring out like what it was that I was going to have to do to keep getting there. And the first thing that I had to do to decide like, okay, I want to feel happy most of the time. First, you're not going to feel happy every single day, but... Your bad days won't be as bad and they will be a lot less frequent. But the one thing I needed to do that I don't think I wanted to do or even admit that I needed to and maybe I was just totally unaware of the fact I had to do it at all was addressing the fact that I hated myself and I hated a lot of the things that I had done or said in the past and I'm totally still working on forgiving myself and learning to do things out of a place of self-love and respect But there was a lot of parts of me that I didn't like, a lot of parts of me that I didn't want to hold on to anymore, and I didn't know how to bring that up and let it go. On top of the fact that I never really addressed any of, like, the heavy shit that kind of went down in my past. So once I was able to recognize, like, you know what, I do a lot of things out of the fact that I hate myself. The way I was eating and exercising was because I hated the way I looked, um, the way that a lot of the way that I dressed and like the things that I started getting obsessed with were definitely just external measures of validation and trying to put on kind of like a show that I had it all together that like I couldn't be broken and that I was so tough but like none of that connected me to my authentic self and all of that kind of just didn't help at all and instead it made me like even more shut down so I addressed all of that And I ultimately do believe that optimism and getting in touch with yourself and your surroundings is really important because that's kind of where I am now. But I just wanted to reiterate that at whatever phase you are in overcoming your anxiety and depression, it is okay to be there and sit there and just try to figure out what moving forward looks like. But you will ultimately move forward and you should keep pushing to move forward in overcoming anxiety. And when I say overcoming anxiety, I don't mean get rid of it entirely. I just mean it won't dominate your life so much and you'll be able to recognize like, oh, this is just my anxiety talking. But again, I'm not like somebody who even had anxiety as bad as it can be. I mean, I had pretty pretty heavy anxiety and depression but I know people have it worse than me so I can only speak for myself and anybody who might resonate with it but um, people definitely had it worse than I did but that is just like where my starting point was so started with the medication and then I slowly felt less overwhelmed when I got to a different point in my life kind of after I finished school I wasn't dancing anymore I wasn't so busy I kind of just was just working and going to school just me and my dog I didn't have anybody else I didn't have any like difficult friendships to me I didn't have like a whole lot else so I was able to get off my medication and start working on that and then I addressed the fact that I was doing a lot of things because I hated myself and that was a hard feeling to admit and it's a hard 
decision to be like, I don't want to hate myself anymore because for some reason, sitting in like that self-loathing and self-sabotage phase feels less selfish than being like, yeah, I want to love myself, but I know something felt really weird about being like, yeah, I'm going to love myself. I was kind of like, fuck that, like the world is doomed, I'm doomed, whatever, which is in a very negative mindset and I get it. Like I still sometimes feel like I'm doomed. So if you feel that way, I get it, but you can't go through life like that or else like you will just never get to experience how cool life can really be. And I know that sounds so woo, like I always say, but I swear like I decided that I didn't want to hate myself anymore. I didn't want to just be in this constant war with myself anymore. And life got so much better. I mean, I literally started having dance parties in my house by myself. I didn't call them dance parties at first, but I started like walking around my house naked. Like I always thought that I would and never did because I was too insecure about my body. And just I literally started doing way more things for me. And that was really cool. But you shouldn't be ashamed of any steps that you have to take to get you to where you want to be. I mean, I'm still not where I want to be in terms of my anxiety but I don't feel like I'm depressed anymore I don't think I am I go to therapy regularly but now my therapy is more centered on letting things go from the past and properly managing the things that come up in my day-to-day life instead of so much focus on just in management for my anxiety I don't have to do that anymore because I feel like I do manage my anxiety well But um, another thing that really helps at this point, so I know that I just told you that somebody telling you to practice gratitude doesn't help when you're at that phase, but maybe if you're not as ignorant as I was at the time, I was definitely just, I was young, I was definitely ignorant, and I definitely was shut down, like I said, but practicing gratitude really has kind of changed the game because you can practice gratitude and be thankful for everything that you have and acknowledge your privilege that you have and just feel overwhelmingly happy for everything that you get to experience and have in your life while also being disheartened and discouraged and feeling sometimes totally doomed by the weight of the world because those things can coexist but practicing gratitude has honestly been a game changer for me because When my anxiety wants to tell me that this podcast is never going anywhere, my Instagram is never going anywhere, that I have to get back to my routine, I really can just think about the things that I'm grateful for and for something like being when I'm feeling anxious for being off of my routine, I honestly just think about how grateful I am to get to spend time with the people that I care about or for getting to do whatever I'm doing that is taking me away from my routine. So practicing gratitude honestly has been just honestly better than I thought it would be but it also before you can even just practice gratitude you have to just make that conscious decision that you deserve better even when it feels pointless and it does take a lot of work and you will have highs and you will have lows but I'm with you I've had days that I felt so low I thought they were going to be my last and I'm so so fucking grateful that for whatever reason I decided to push through because like I was saying earlier life does get better it did get better for me and by going through all of that I think that I was able to be in a position where I could do a 360 with my life because I really have and I think I will continue to keep making changes for the better 
as time goes on, I honestly think that it isn't a lifelong journey into figuring things out. But this was kind of just like my story on anxiety and just reminding you to be gentle with yourself at whatever phase you're at because anxiety is something that is so difficult to deal with. And like I've said a hundred times, you deserve to overcome it or at least get it to a place where it's not taking over your life anymore because it's not taking over mine anymore. And even though it still impacts me on a daily basis, I can just see so much clearer and I can see that there is light on the other side and you should too because when you can't, it just, it sucks, dude. So while I don't have all the answers and I can't tell you how to live or change your life and I can't directly improve the quality of your life, I can tell you that I am someone who struggled severely with anxiety and depression and at one point in time I thought my life was not worth living and now I know that it is. And I wanted to use this episode to share my story with it, share my perspective on the fact that I think that growing and overcoming some of your anxiety and depression is going to come in phases. And those phases are definitely going to look different to you. But however those phases look, just be patient with yourself and understand that each part is just a stepping stone to get to the next piece of your life. I know that can feel like the worst thing ever because all you want to do is get better now and you don't want to have to wait and the thought of having to wait that long to feel better just kind of sounds crushing because trust me, I was there and I remember being like, fuck, this is going to take me three years to feel better. I don't, this is too long for me. I, I need to feel better now, but it happened so slowly and time just passed and I can honestly say that now I just focus on trying to live a life that I'm going to enjoy thoroughly kind of like I was saying in my last episode I mean I don't want time to just slip away from me I want to enjoy all the parts of my life and you should too I feel like that's part of the reason that I even decided to start this podcast was just because I feel like everybody should be figuring out how to enjoy their lives more and how they can live a life that will bring them so much more happiness and peace than the ones that we are living because you can feel good about your life and you can feel good most days when you wake up but with that comes not so good days but like I said earlier the bad days will just start not being as bad and they will come less frequently so I hope that something in this podcast was able to sit with you Um, Again, this is kind of just my perspective on the situation. I'm sure anxiety and depression and living a more fulfilling life are going to come up so many times throughout this podcast, but don't let anxiety and depression convince you that you can't live a life full of your wildest dreams because you can, and I know everything that I say sounds a bit woo, but I swear it took years of work to get here and I'm still not where I want to be, but life feels so much better. So you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at alien underscore behavior. I am always down to talk. I'm always down for your feedback and input and that is the place that I will be the most responsive. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed that little shake of my dog's ears. I'm going to fully leave it in because Tippy is so important to my life. Tippy is my dog. But again, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you listening. And I am always here if you need it. See you next week.